These were young people who faced some pretty tough obstacles from the start. A large percentage of them were raised in single-parent households, barely knowing their fathers. Most of them certainly weren't from rich families. The rich had fled these inner-city schools years before, and many of them grew up in neighborhoods plagued by violence and poverty. They had no open spaces to play and grow, at least none that weren't littered with broken needles and garbage. In reality, their future looked dim. For the boys, the future would more often than not mean low-paying jobs, crime, and then jail. For the girls, the future was single parenthood and raising children without a father. But there was one chance. There was a way out. There was a path for those who would take it. And for those who had the encouragement of a determined parent or grandparent, there was school. There were the Atlanta public schools. But there, too, was danger. Administrators and teachers who put their own careers, their own welfare, their own future way ahead of the children who day after day depended on them to show them the way out. These people, who the misguided continue to call educators, saw these children as props in a giant daycare game whose principal purpose was to be used by these people to ensure their continued employment and careers. To that end, these people sacrificed the education and maybe the futures of the children in their care. They as much as discarded them, threw them away for the sake of a fake test score. Now many, though not all, are convicted and on their way to jail. Their supporters say the sentences are too harsh. Too harsh? How harsh is sacrificing the future of a child to make yourself look good? Cast these phony educators into the trash heap of felons where they belong and see what can be done to salvage the future of the children they abused. School choice would be a good place to start. In the Solomon Brothers Studio, Naples, Florida, this is Neil Bortz.